This episode of the Best Seats Podcast is brought to you by, well, you. To learn how you can support the show, go to thebestseats.com slash Patreon. Once there, you'll learn how you can get early access to shows, ad-free listening, the ability to submit questions, comments, concerns, and more. Once again, that's thebestseats.com slash Patreon. But enough of that. On to the show. Hello, hello, what's up everybody, hello, and welcome to the first ever episode 42 of the Best Seats Podcast, the only podcast bringing you interviews with some of the best people in and around the hospitality community for Orange County, the rest of greater Southern California, and beyond each and every episode. As always, I am your host, Crawford McCarthy, founder of The Best Seats. This show would not be possible without the music from my friend, Allie Coyle. You can find more of her work at AllieCoyleMusic.com. Be sure to check out her family's three restaurants if you are in the Southern California area. Fable and Spirit over in Newport Beach, Dublin 4, and Wine Works for Everyone over in Mission Viejo. And be sure to head to TheBestSeats.com for more content just like this. I am so excited about episode 42. Um, it kind of feels like we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of the COVID-19 outbreak in the United States and subsequently the shutdown of California. Um, March 16th was kind of the official day. March 17th, everything basically at noon was officially shut down. But March 16th, everybody kind of saw the writing on the wall. We're coming up very close to that. Um, episode 42 features somebody who is very, very heavily involved with all restaurants in Orange County. That is one of the founders of the Orange County Restaurant Association, Pam Waite. Uh, Pam is a friend. I've gotten to know her through the last couple of years as I've kind of gotten into this industry deeper and deeper. She has been involved in Orange County restaurants for years. Um, when we recorded this, we were recording this on March 5th, uh, the day it releases on Patreon, depending on when you're listening to it. Orange County Restaurant Week is about to kick off on March 7th. After that, we have Margarita Crawl. If you've been paying attention to the Best Seats content, you'll definitely have seen some videos kind of surrounding that. Uh, full disclosure, I was asked to come on board as a partner by the Orange County Restaurant Association for media stuff. So you're going to see a little bit of promotional stuff from the Best Seats regarding that. Um, so again, to kind of take that with a grain of salt, but I'd rather be kind of fully transparent with everybody that I have come on board to kind of help out and spread the word and they asked me to come on and I wasn't going to say no. It's a great opportunity to continue to help restaurants and that's what they need right now. So she has been doing this for a long, long time. She's a great person. Um, her heart is absolutely in the right place and just wants to help restaurants as do we all. So I hope that you will listen. I hope that you will enjoy. And without further ado, let's get to episode 42 of the Best Seats podcast featuring one of the founders of the Orange County Restaurant Association, OC Restaurant Week, Margarita Crawl, and more, Pam Waite. Good morning, Pam. How are you? I am feeling better. How are you? I'm good. I was going to say thank you so much for uh, taking the time. Obviously, you are a little bit under the weather. Luckily, it's not COVID, but uh, obviously nobody wants to be sick with anything, period. So thank you for taking the time to, uh, I would say, sit down, but obviously kind of socially distance sit down. Yeah, I'm happy to. 
So for people that may not be familiar with you or kind of all the history and everything you've done for restaurants here in Orange County, would you mind introducing yourself and giving a little bit of your background? Sure. Uh, my name is Pamela Waite. I'm the president of the Orange County Restaurant Association. Uh, and the restaurant and hospitality world have been my life, my entire life, since uh, I was a child. Um, the Restaurant Association started 14 years ago. And um, we've just been working like crazy with the restaurant community to build Orange County into as an, uh, an incredible culinary scene. You know, we used to get very lost in between Los Angeles and San Diego and Orange County didn't really have any sort of uh, organization that kind of pulled it in together. It was just this overlooked space. And so we've, we've been working like crazy to change that and successfully so. It's been a really fun journey. How did the Orange County Restaurant Association come to be? Because I know it's been around for a while, like you said, and obviously you're right. Orange County does kind of get lost in the shuffle between the, you know, the bigger siblings of Los Angeles and San Diego. But what was the driving force and how did it actually come to fruition? So the driving force it was, so I have been working with restaurants um, already and, uh, you know, on the marketing level and, and you know, everything was changing back then, every, you know, restaurants didn't have websites everything was just it was in a really big state of metamorphosis and um one of the things that i kept knowing and i would talk to restaurants about is you know like hey san diego is doing this and this and this like nothing is happening so a group of of restaurateurs and myself and coca-cola executives and wine people a really powerful group food uh, and Marshall from Food Power. Um, th there was a lot of us. They were like, let's just let's create our, uh, an association. Let's form something. So I took the lead on that and created it. And then all of us were um, part of a, a board of advisors to um, create what exists now and do whatever we needed to do to be a, an arm and a, a branch here in Orange County. So it was a really, it was a, definitely a group effort um, that, I, you know, I, that I've led, but so many people involved in making it happen. And at, back then, um, you know, restaurant weeks were, were brand new. Orange County didn't have anything. And it was a way to really bring Orange, the Orange County community together, but also kind of put some illumination on our county and on a national level because nothing like that was ever taking place. So that's a very short version of a very long story. <laughs> <laughs> I have no doubt there's plenty of anecdotes tucked in there. Uh, before we jump into some of the events that are coming up that the association is putting on, um, I want to talk about, we got to talk about the elephant in the room. What was the last year like from the standpoint of kind of your day-to-day -day activities and the Orange County Restaurant Association just kind of fighting to survive each and every day? I mean, we're, we're coming up on basically the year anniversary or, you know, black anniversary, whatever we want to call it, of the initial shutdown out here in Orange County and California as a whole. What was the past 11 months like for you? Well, it was, it was, a huge challenge, the biggest you know challenge that we've ever faced. As I mean, as an Asian, everybody you know, it's, it's been a really huge challenge. And restaurants have taken 
such a massive, massive hit, um, larger so than any other industry. Honestly, the hospitality uh, industry, you know, restaurants, hotels—they've been hit so drastically. So, um, our role over the past eleven months has been to create avenues to still get support the restaurants to get people to uh, buy food from restaurants. Um, we, we created the time for takeout and everything we did all year for the restaurants, you know, we were, there was no money involved. Everybody was just working with each other to help make things happen and, and keep everybody afloat. Um, messaging on um, all of the new COVID laws and working with the CRA and trying to influence some policy wherever we could, um, creating events and making sure things like Burger Week and things like that were happening and that we could leverage really great pricing with vendors so that it had um, as much revenue for the restaurants as possible when people could only do takeout um, when outdoor dining was shut down. So it was just everything we could do. We were just pivoting constantly. But in that pivoting, we built some really incredible relationships um, really great brands and companies supported all of these events at no cost. We were doing everything with zero dollars involved in LA Times, iHeartMedia, you name it. Like Food Beast, everybody was jumping in. So um, there was a lot of that happening. So it was, it was challenging, but it was also really encouraging for the community side of things. So it, it it's definitely felt in the past kind of couple of weeks that it obviously we're not out of the woods yet. Um, there's still massive vaccine distributions and things to take care of, but there's a sense in the air that the we're we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel, and it's been a long, really rough tunnel, but we're starting to see that. So as we continue to kind of delve into twenty one or twenty twenty one. You know, we're recording this episode on March 5th. Uh, OC Restaurant Week kicks off in two days on March 7th. Depending on when people are listening to this episode, it may already be going on. And there's obviously a lot more activities and kind of events and things like that on the table. Can you lay out, before we dive into you know the first two that are upcoming, Restaurant Week and Margarita Crawl, can you kind of lay out the timeline for some of those other events that are coming up that people can look forward to for the rest of the year? Yes. Um, actually, so we've taken this really fun approach. It's called the Taste, Explore, and Experience Tour. And so we're just making a tour in the restaurants of the stars. And so we kick off this tour with Orange County Restaurant Week, March 7th through the 13th. And we keep that momentum going, go into margaritas, which you know, is pretty fun. <laughs> Most people love margaritas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then we, as we head into May, we're doing the first ever brunch week, um, which is at brunchweek.com. And this is really exciting because um, these are the types of things that really help Orange County. Brunch week has never been done before. So it's going to be a week of brunch all day, all week at participating uh, restaurants. But we're already starting to see other communities jump on and get involved and, and do their own version of it. So it's great that we're the leader of that brunch is also everybody's america's favorite meal so that should be a fun week in may um and then in july it's burger week which you know everybody loves burgers and um then we'll head into pacific wine and food classic when we can have 
outdoor events, but that will be on a smaller scale. So we're just going to be rolling the whole year. I think people are going to be very excited to live life. Um, most of these events are that uh, all of them are, are designed to get people um, excited and create fun reasons to go dine out even more than they already do. And I think people are really, really looking forward to doing that. Even if it's takeout, I think people, people, you know, which they can do. Um, people are just excited for life yeah. and to live it again. Absolutely. I, I, I could not agree with that more. Let's talk about OC Restaurant Week real quick. Obviously, depending on when people listen to the episode, either it will be kicking off in two days or it will already be underway. It's such a massive, massive drive. There's a lot of different people kind of giving their you know, top picks and things like that. What are some of the places that you're kind of personally excited for? And are there any kind of newcomers coming on board again there haven't been that many new restaurants that have opened but there have been some and there's new people kind of getting involved all the time what are some of the things that you're excited for for this year's oc restaurant week yeah so i'm really excited about um i think the date night side of restaurant week is a really fun new angle Mm -hmm. that we started last year um in september and you know obviously couples are spending more time together than they are Yeah, whether they want to or not. (laughs) (laughs) This kind of gives them something new to do. And, you know, again, take out what dine out outdoors. You know, there's so many, you can do it however you would like to do it. Um, But I think those are a lot of fun. And the date night menus, um, they're not only a great value, but a lot of them come with a bottle of wine or cocktails. Um, I think that's a lot a really fun thing this week happens to be my husband's birthday so we're doing restaurant week every day and doing this whole week of of dining out with him because he can't have a birthday party (laughs) (laughs) now did he have any say in the play honey when is oc restaurant week this year well i have some thoughts (laughs) (laughs) it it always falls at the same time each each year you know this this week in march it just happens to be that his, his birthday is in the middle of it so good for him. Like, what a happy accident that is. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's move forward to the next upcoming event, which is Margarita Crawl. Because OC Restaurant Week, I think, is obviously it's a big event. It's a fantastic event, but it speaks, I think, to customers in a straightforward way where it's like, hey, we're doing these set menus. These are the participating restaurants. Obviously, you have lunch, dinner, the date night, like you mentioned. You know, come check them out. What is margarita crawl the marketing is starting to go out for it um i did a video with margarita recipes which will, it's up on i think margarita crawls facebook right now it'll be up on my channels depending on when people listen to this there's a lot of other bartenders that have done that elaborate on what margarita crawl is and kind of how people can get involved and really enjoy you know what is arguably the most popular cocktail in the world yeah so this is just a fun a really fun way to keep the momentum going um we're we're being told that we will have indoor dining by then as well partial indoor dining and and uh this is just something fun for the restaurants and something fun for all of us who love going out to enjoy so the restaurants have created um margaritas that aren't normally on their menu and they're they're clever and they're creative and they're refreshing um it's really that simple. It's it's a one week of you know exploring the county through margaritas and food safely, of course. 
And um, what's cool about it is if you, you don't feel like going out, they're even available for takeout. But they've created some fun pairings that go with a margarita and um, or they have good food suggestions. But it just keeps that momentum going. March is historically kind of a slow time for restaurants. And uh, these really help, you know, to boost their sales. But it's not just that. It, it also just helps the community, the people like us, um, just by having something fun to experience. That's why we're calling it the Taste, Explore, and Experience Tour. Um, so you can do just that, explore. You know, the restaurant that you've been thinking about going to for a long time, that margarita, margarita might look great. And it's a great chance to explore your own county that, you know, so much of us often um, don't visit, but these these kind of give us that nudge we need to go and, and visit them and try them out. From the logistical standpoint of putting these events together, um, obviously, I'm sure word of mouth is a big part of it, but how do you go about finding restaurants to try to participate? I mean, again, the counties here in Orange in California as a whole are not small. Orange County is massive. It's a big place. It can take a long time to get from one end to the other. And there's a ton of great restaurants and things like that tucked all along the kind of nooks and crannies in between. How do you go about trying to find enough people a, to participate, but also to try and give a good representation of the county. Yeah, so we don't, um, with the restaurant community, we have, you know, a, a newsletter and a, and a social media, um, our own social media with the restaurant community involved in it. We, we open the registration and we let them know that registration is open um, from this state to this state. And um, so they register. They, you know, we don't, uh, so sometimes it might be more heavy and, you know, obviously Irvine and Costa Mesa and Newport and cities like that have, have a lot of restaurants, so it's going to be more heavy than mm-hmm. the Rancho Margarita. Um, but it's really just a registration process of, and that goes out to all of the Orange County restaurants and they register. And then we have to close it. We have to close the registration early, which is always a tough thing because the restaurants usually sign up very quickly for it. Um, so it's not really a process of us searching it. Um, they they just register for it. I wish it was more glamorous than that, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> for any restaurants that may be listening that haven't registered for anything, obviously Margarita Crawl is probably locked up. Are there any registrations that are currently still open for brunch week or anything like that? Yeah, that registration just opened. That's a new new event this year. So um, it's, yeah, it just open. Margarita Crawl is still available. Margarita Crawl is free for restaurants to be a part of. Um, again, you know, we're doing everything we can to just build and create excitement and, and for everybody. For, you know, a full circle of win, win, win. Fun for, for you to go out and have margaritas and great for the restaurants to have you there. So I, I want to talk about the next one that's a little bit up. And obviously, kind of after that, we can teeter off because it kind of gets too too unpredictable i think with everything that goes on these days to try and move much further than that but i do want to talk about brunch week these other events do last all week brunch is traditionally something that people you know maybe some restaurants do saturday but you know it's pretty much church for foodies i mean if you're not going to a building to worship god you're going to worship benedicts um and it's just basically kind of that sunday tradition of a sunday fun day and fight off the sunday scaries before monday comes how is brunch week kind of being set up as far as kind of menus, what are you starting to see from maybe some of the restaurants that have already submitted stuff? 
Yeah, so they haven't submitted any menus yet because we won't even send that stuff out until we get after. Um, Got it. Okay. But what what we're saying is that that you know, restaurants are going to have two to three brunch items available for the whole week. So um, we had played with this with Restaurant Week, um, where we had a category breakfast for dinner, brunch for dinner, and it was so wildly popular mm-hmm. people were so excited and i don't know about you but i know as a kid it was always fun when you know that random day where you got to you know have eggs and bacon for dinner or oh, something, bre- you know breakfast for dinner yeah that's that's it's absolute gold yeah it and we all love it i mean at the you know at the end of the day we're all just big giant kids and we still don't take eggs for dinner so this is that fun time to not only you know try new brunches because you know it's limited to one day or two days a week which of course is great that's what makes it more fun um but this is a fun week to celebrate you know america's new favorite meal um and after work you can go and have you know brunch dishes and mimosas i mean that's just fun that's the (laughs) dream yeah that's the absolute dream you wrap up the conference call you close the laptop on the zoom chat and you go get brunch i love that (laughs) Yeah, and so and it also can create you know a chance for restaurants to say like, hey, we're going to test out uh, this brunch dish, and then turns out during brunch week everybody loved it, so they add it to their brunch menu. So, um, you know, it's that it's just again that full circle of you know that golden circle of win win win, and um, again fun for everybody. So I'm very very excited about that. Um, you know, this is the first year, but I I anticipate you know. All of these weeks are going to be um, pretty exciting for people, you know, especially as time goes on. Orange County Restaurant Week is is the largest and most celebrated culinary event in Orange County with more than 200,000 people celebrate Orange County Restaurant Week. Those are pre-COVID numbers. I don't know what the <laughs> It's probably still 200,000. It's just a little more spread out. It's 200,000 six feet apart. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. But I think I think brunch and burger week are going to be, um, you know, we're going to get. They're probably going to give restaurant week a run for money. And um, another thing I love about it, which you know, this is pretty on the techie side, but I'm I'm a total nerd, a total nerd with things. But I mean, people that know me know what a nerd I am. But um, we have we bought brunchweek.com and burgerweek.com. And what I love about this and this probably doesn't make sense to so many people, but I love it because that means that Orange County is the first. So everybody else that does those types of events for brunch week, they're, they're second. And and so that is just so great for our restaurants and our our hospitality community to be that leader in those types of things. Absolutely. I want to shift really quick. Um, and again, I, we're going to keep this episode a little bit shorter. Obviously, you're incredibly busy planning Orange County Restaurant Week two days out or kind of putting the finishing details on it two days out. But also, I know you're under the weather, so we're not going to go super, super long. But I want to ask, where does your personal drive come from? Where does your kind of fuel and, and love for restaurants kind of stem from to do all this? Because this is a lot of work. As somebody who is trying to do this you know, on a smaller scale with myself and the best seats, I can sympathize with just how much effort goes into something that it, 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 it's just, it's a lot. It can take a lot out of you. Where does your personal drive and passion for this come from? Yeah. You know, I, I, that is a question I ask myself sometimes, you know, that 
um, because I just have it. I'm just wired that way. I was, I was just like this as a kid. Um, I was so, my grandparents had, uh, restaurants in Hawaii and, um, I just loved everything about it. I love that, uh, food is this, is this great unifying factor. It's the one thing they all share. It's the one thing, you know, when, no matter what you're going to do, if it's a birthday party, an anniversary or whatever, it's always going to involve food. Um, going and having an experience at a restaurant is, is such a, a nice, enjoyable thing to do at the end of the day or your weekend. So I just love the vibe of all of that. Um, and then at the, on the other side of things, they're also the hardest working people on the planet. You know, these are, mm-hmm. you know, rest that work in this industry are working. I mean, a 12 hour day is, is on the normal, but you know, they can even be longer than that. And, um, so I'm driven by that. Um, I'm driven by creating that really fun experience. And these, at the same time, these fun experiences are helping the restaurant. I, I just like that. That that is a big driving factor for me. Where I get my energy from, I have no idea. But I am the energy. <laughs> <laughs> so so when I'm sick, like you know, you and I spoke a few days back, I get really in the dumps over it because I am a go 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 type of a person. I probably drive my husband crazy, but <laughs> <laughs> well, it's okay. He gets an entire restaurant week to himself, so it, I'm sure it makes up for it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as somebody who has been, you know, quite literally kind of on the front lines of watching a lot of the changes happening, um, as far as kind of restrictions and, and I don't mean in the indoor dining sense, I mean, for instance, when ABC let up on laws about allowing restaurants to do kind of cocktails to go and things like that, what are some of the changes that you've seen that you hope stick around and have there been any things that you've kind of seen change wise that you hope you know, go away. For instance, one of the things that I'm a major proponent of is people are really starting to call out people who are terrible on Yelp and things like that. And I think that there's going to be a major push for kind of user reviews. But what are some of the things that you've seen change wise throughout the hospitality industry in this last 11 months that you hope either kind of stick around or or go away? That is a really excellent question. Um, There have been, there's been a shift for sure. And I think there is a large shift for good at the present moment. Uh, there's a lot of ugliness in every industry. And a lot of it can come from, um, in many different forms. You know, influencers can be great or they can be a challenge. Uh, Yelp can be great or it can be a challenge. And I think um, the restaurants are at a, okay, enough is enough. We're, we're done with with this kind of behavior. Let's just focus on um, the positive as much as we can. And so I am first in line on helping to lead that movement. And I think it is so important to bring like integrity back into everything. And I, and I feel like that is happening. It's, mm-hmm. it's already happening. And I want to keep that momentum going. Um, you know, you probably see it a lot that so so many from the influencer side, this is just one part of the answer to your question, but, but you would see so many people just in it for free food. And um, that sort of mentality is gone. It is, this is a community where everybody, everybody can monetize their business and do well and, and do well, but it's 
it's a give and take, you know, this mm-hmm. is, it, it, this is like marriage for better or for worse. When things are bad, help them out more. But we were seeing, you know, some people saying, Hey, t- you know, I'll give you a Yelp. You could use, or I'll give you a post. You could use extra business. Can you give me a free family meal when the restaurants are like, you know, can barely get their lights open. Yeah, That filter has been filtered. And, um, I'm, pretty bold about this one i'm pretty bold in general but i'm really bold about this one that <laughs> wolves are are a thing of the past um so that is one great thing that i think was very needed again these are like filters um and now on the other side of things i think that's something that needs to stay is the the cocktails to go i think is is a no-brainer and that should not go anywhere um that is a huge, um, I mean, that's a perk for us. That's a perk for everybody. If you don't want to go grab tacos on Taco Tuesday, but um, you can you can grab tacos and margaritas now. <laughs> you yeah. used to not be able to do that. Or, um, you know, sometimes there's just, sometimes you feel like staying home and watching Netflix and going and picking, you know, a great meal up. And those cocktails are a wonderful addition. And I don't think we can put that genie back into the bottle. I think that that has to stay. Yeah, I hope so too. I think they're going to change it. They're going to change how the cocktails have to be packaged to go into your car. Um, and, you know, I'm seeing that shift happen now. So you're going to see a lot of restaurants having the in-house bottling um, so they can cap it. And that's no different than buying anything at a store, but it's a fresh cocktail. Um so that is definitely something. Also, the outdoor dining, I think restaurants are going to try and keep, you know, a little bit of that space if they're not, if they're allowed to, you know, just to make up for volume, you know, give them more, more tables. Um, if they can keep some of their outdoor space that they've had to use now, I think you'll see some more, you'll see patio expansion. Those have pretty much been, again, this is going to be, you know, 40 some odd episodes in since I started this podcast last year. And that's pretty much been the two universally agreed upon points is the cocktails to go need to stay, even if there's some added restrictions to maybe see, like you said, the bottling and things like that for packaging purposes, but also the outdoor dining. Uh, Those have universally pretty much been agreed upon by everybody that they should stick around. So here's hoping that they do. Pam, you are obviously still under the weather. I don't want to keep you uh, uh, too much more time and obviously very, very busy. And I don't want to detract any more power from the Energizer Bunny. Here comes the real test. Again, the end of the show, always asking where people can find you on social. But obviously, this is going to be a bunch of different uh, social media channels because there is a bunch of events. So I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. If people want to reach out to you or find any of the upcoming Orange County Restaurant Association events, what are the social media accounts and uh, websites where they can do that? And obviously, this will all be included in the show notes, but end of the show, where can they go? Well, my personal Instagram is super boring, so I wouldn't even recommend that one. But I would say <laughs> OCFoodies.com and, and OCFoodies Instagram will always be you know, sharing all of the upcoming events of everything that we're doing. So I would say that's a great, easy go-to. Because we don't just share ours, we share everybody's, you know, mm-hmm. whatever's happening and however we can support, you know, if we can support growth in the restaurant business, we will. So OCFoodies, I say, is Probably the easiest one. That works. Perfect. And obviously all the extra ones and websites will be in the show notes at the end. But everybody knows that. 
Pam, thank you so much for sitting down and taking some time. I am so excited that it kind of feels like, again, like I said, we're seeing that light at the end of the tunnel a little bit. OC Restaurant Week is always a fun one. And Lord knows I can't wait for Margarita Crawl, as well as all of the other future events that are coming up. Awesome. It was really fun talking with you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Yeah, more than happy to do it. Alrighty, early happy birthday to your husband. And I have no doubt that I will see you around soon. Okay, take care. All right, take care. Bye. Thank you so much to Pam for taking the time. Obviously, that was a socially distant podcast. She wasn't feeling too hot. Luckily, it wasn't COVID, but wanted to give some respect and some space, and nobody wants a head cold. I'm wishing her a speedy recovery. No doubt by the time you have listened to this episode, she will be back on her feet and out enjoying restaurants. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Best Seats Podcast. Again, please be sure to leave ratings and reviews wherever you're listening to it. It helps other people find the show and helps spread the good word that is the best seats. Doing the best day in and day out to help restaurants and the hospitality community. Again, go to patreon.com slash the best seats for early access. Uh, Starting with this Orange County restaurant stuff, there is going to be new content coming to the Patreon that will never release to the public. It is exclusive over there. Just some minor stuff, but I think it's pretty damn cool. Some other people think so too, and it's definitely not stuff that you want to miss. So thank you for listening. Be sure to check it out. Thank you to Pam for the time. Go out and support restaurants, whether it's OC Restaurant Week, Margarita Crawl, any of the upcoming events. Go out and do your part. I'll see you next time. Take care. The Best Seats Podcast is an original production of The Best Seats. It is written, edited, produced, and owned by myself, Crawford McCarthy, founder and owner of The Best Seats. It is recorded in Lisa Viejo, California. It is subsidized through generous donations through patreon.com slash the best seats. The following are names that have subscribed at the highest tier, aka norm status, and thus allow me to produce the show each and every episode. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Here are the supporters. Alexander Cook, Katie Kazzi, Serena Warino, Eric Lutz, Cheryl McCarthy, George Pavlov. Thank you for your support.